Tax day is coming. Oh, no. But if you sign up for Robinhood Gold's IRA with a 3% match, you can get up to $195 for the 2023 tax year. Oh, yeah. Sign up at Robinhood.com slash boost by tax day to get the biggest contribution match on the market. Subscription fees apply. Investing involves risk. 3% match requires gold for one year from first match. Must keep IRA for five years. Robinhood Financial, LLC, member SIPC. Blog Talk Radio. Welcome to the Gridiron Blitz Podcast, your weekly source for women's American football, insights, game recaps, and NFL News Weekly. Subscribe on Apple and iHeart. is the fastest growing daily fantasy sports site in America. You get fun, easy to play contests with cash prizes featuring your favorite players. Monkey Night Fight, daily fantasy sports for the rest of us. Sign up now and get an instant match on your first deposit up to $50. Don't forget everybody, welcome to the Blitz uh, 414. Don't forget to go to Monkey Night Fight, use the code NJF to get started, $5 free play, NBA uh, going forward right now, MMA and NASCAR. Pretty much a lot of sports out there, so check it out, monkeyknife5.com. Use the code NJF. You get up to a $100 match, $5 free play on us. So welcome to the Blitz, uh, exciting 414. We're going to have two guests in line uh, in the first hour here, and then we got another hour of talking everything that happened in Gridiron West with the West Bowl, kind of recap week four of the LNFA Femenina in Spain, and then we're going to dive into everything that's happening at the Hub. So if you haven't gotten to the Hub, go to the Hub at facebook.com forward slash Gridiron Beauties. The best network on the planet exists at the hub, covering women's American football globally. Uh, so check it out, facebook.com forward slash Gridiron Beauties. That is the place to be. All right. Uh, we're going to get ready for WFA, WNFC, and if you're at the hub today, uh, X-League announced their 2022 schedule in June. So we will try to get a breakdown from Nate Ward probably in about 60 days once the X-League rosters do finalize, we're able to break that down in terms of what the advantage will be. There's a two-game set team, which is kind of weird. Normally it's a three-game set uh, or four-game set, but uh, unfortunately I guess based on COVID and availability for stadiums, the league has decided that every team's going to play one home game, one away game. Uh, so that's going to be interesting to see how the point differentials will add up and all those other intangibles. So we'll have Nate break it down for us, kind of scope that out in about 60 days from today. Right before the kickoff in June, we should have, be able to have a kind of clear picture of what's going to happen there. And if you're at the hub, there was also action overseas in Mexico. Uh, X-League superstars, Daniels, Michelle Angel in the house in Mexico, uh, taking on a DLFL, uh, the all-stars there from uh, Axis and Next. So uh, if you didn't catch it, it's right there, the actual um, live stream as well, some of the photos from the event happens right there at the hub all right we're gonna go into women's history month mode and this is always exciting for us because we got a lot of players in the nfl now uh kelly branson uh jennifer king coach Lori locus jen welter out there everybody so it's a prime month so shout out to all of them uh for putting attention to our sport at the nfl level at the highest level and also on various so shout out to all the amazing stars that contribute to our sport 
But uh, as we get into March, which is Women's History Month, just remember uh, we are getting closer and closer to the WNFC kickoff, the WFA kickoff. We're also going to be closer to the CCWFL debut in Canada. And as we get into May, WWCFL returns. We're going to get the Maritimes up north. Then we also have down south, Lexfa coming back, okay, uh, uh, and also LaFay and various other leagues in Mexico will be kicking off. So we will be your source for everything that's happening in the sport globally, including in Europe as well. So uh, don't miss a beat. Be here every Tuesday. Don't forget to download our podcast, uh, over 400 episodes, on your favorite platforms. Links right there at Apple, iHeart, and Spotify specifically, but on, on any other platform you can listen to us as well. So you can download all our episodes uh, and just listen to us, basically. Uh, so you can listen to Terry Lister, myself, um, Mark Simone, the Hall of Famer Holly Custis, the Salty One Mackenzie Brooks, and as well as all our previous co-hosts, including Nate Ward, our ex-league insider. So check it out. All right, so NFL Combine is where we're at because it's the NFL offseason. So we're waiting for, you know, who's going to be the, the next breakout star. So we'll start there. We are going to have two uh, monkey knife fight huddles today in the first hour. And the first uh, interview is an amazing journey woman that, that has just gone everywhere. Flag internationally with Team Italy, as well as tackle with CISFF in, in uh, Italy. Plus, now she's venturing into the States, and she's playing for the D2 champion Nevada Storms. That is Ambria Marcucci, who's going to be here in about a couple minutes here. We're going to talk to her about her journey, her experience so far, and the anticipation for the Nevada Storm to make an impact in the WFA Pro. We're also going to t- talk to the IHAB head coach, of the Mexican national team, and that is the bronze-winning champion. That would be Giovanni Carrillos Larios, and he will be here, the head coach of the 2017 winning national team. So we're going to talk to him about what he expects this time around for the uh, IFAB national team and how they will fare against uh, some of the new teams coming on. Germany is going to show up as well. Australia is returning. Great Britain is returning. Um, so there's a lot of uh, Sweden's return, plus Finland, always top-notch. So we'll talk to uh, head coach Giovanni Carrillos Larios here in terms of what the IFAF scope for the Mexican team will look like. So exciting, one hour, and then right after that, like I said, we'll dive into Mark Simone and uh, the Salt one Mackenzie Brooks as we break down everything that's happening in the women's game. All right, a combine per se. Let's start there right now. We're just going to break down here before we bring in Amber um, onto the podcast here. Um, so the top prospect from my notes currently right now, if you're watching it, uh, NFL Network, if you got NFL Network, um, if you pick up the Combine pay-per-view, pay per like, unbelievable, the NFL trying to, like, weed money from everybody. But if you want more exclusive Combine uh, access, uh, you have to pay for that <laughs> on a platform, uh, which is kind of, like, ridiculous. Anyways, but uh, that's my pet peeve right now. It's like uh, – so uh, let's pinpoint which prospects at every position are primed to be those so-called sleepers to raise some eyebrows after their on-field uh, efforts in the 22 uh, combine. So quarterbacks, uh, the one quarterback that everybody's on the radar is uh, Skylar Thompson from Kansas State. So um, that's one of the quarterbacks pinpoints there. His completions were really good, um, and obviously he's six foot two, 220, pretty well built. 
Um, so that's um, impressive. Uh, good scrambling, big gains. So he's mobile. So something that every NFL team would like at this point. So uh, the expectation is obviously that Thompson will have a good workout uh, on that. The running back position is out of Florida International. That would be Devontae Price. So it looks to be like a really good 6'1", 198 pounds, fairly certain, legitimate running prospect, uh, pretty good. He was at the Senior Bowl as well. Um, he, he averaged about six yards per carry on 329 attempts across five seasons. Uh, so he's really good at that. He's at that, the 40-yard dash, very vertical, very good on the jumps. So there's, there's good there in that position. Wide receiver, eyes are on Wandale Robinson out of Kentucky. Um, so there's kind of a sleeper there. Um, and see if he's going to turn out. He, he wasn't, I guess, uh, you know, uh, basically an impressive guy. For example, Robinson, no different than like a Cooper Cup, no different than a Chase or somebody that's, you know, going to be very, very potentially a good star. But under the radar guys from D3, D2, Sometimes they don't fare well. That doesn't mean they're going to be not going to be great, but at the same time, um, you know, there's a, there's ability there. He's got a good agility drills uh, format. There uh, lands the uh, second day of the draft should be one of the key players that maybe a team will take at tight end. Austin Allen from Nebraska, six foot eight, two hundred sixty pounds, monstrous even for the tight end position. He's not clumsy on the field or, uh, you know, all that. So relative to his size, Allen's pretty darn smooth. He's, uh, he's averaged nearly 16 yards per, re- per reception for the, the Husker this past season. So there's a kind of like a Kittle-like player in a sense. Uh, I mean, pretty, pretty well in terms of stature. Uh, but I'm, I'm assuming he'll have to frame up in terms of muscle. Uh, so, you know, and, and so he'll have some work to do there. Offensively, Cole Strange from Chattanooga. Um, so... He's a combo, a combo blocking master, and this is all PFF, PFFF, pro football, uh, pro, you know, pro football stats. Um, and athleticism is one of the main re, uh, reasons he excelled at the Senior Bowl against a variety of Power 5 defensive linemen. So at 6'4", 300 pounds plus, um, so he looks like he's going to be really good. There's, there's a sleeper there. Uh, defensive line, Michael Clemens out of Texas A&M. Clemens might win the weight-ins for uh, edge rusher position. He's six foot five, two seventy. Looks very bit at sizable. Um, his ten yard split might be slow, but he plays with impressive, uh, functional athleticism for a prospect with his mass size. So it looks like somebody will be looking for that, especially if you need some help. Maybe the Bengals, for example, need somebody that can solidify that line. Uh, linebackers: JoJo Doman from Nebraska. Doman is more cornerback than he is linebacker. Uh, he played 420 snaps in his slot and. 2021 compared to 66 and, and 129 is an over over uh, hang defender. Uh, so six zero and 226. Uh, so he's a, a linebacker built and will work out with the linebackers at the combine. Impressive there. Uh, defensive back Kalen Barnes from Baylor. So he's a former Texas State champion in track. who set the state record in 100 yard meter dash at 10.22 seconds. So it's pretty fast, flash fast. Uh, dude can really run. He should compete with Memphis receiver Calvin Austin for the fastest time in the 40-yard. So there, there's another look out there. So pretty key players. We're going to dive into um, the combine as we get the Hall of Famer back. She couldn't be here this week uh, because of other intangibles that are happening in real work environment. 
Um, but she's going to be here probably next week or the week after, and we'll start to break down some of the combine sleepers, the favorites. We'll, we'll break down some of the key um, draft positions in terms of, like, the top four teams and what they need and how, how they can get better. Then we'll break down the top, you know, t- the top ten. Not going to go over all the 32, but we're definitely going to dive into the next couple weeks into the top four, top five, and top ten in terms of the draft order. So it gives us an, a, a real feel as to who's going to get better, who's not. Um, considering, you know, certain teams do not have any uh, picks in the first round or second round or even at all until like the fifth or sixth round, it's going to be an interesting season with the NFL in terms of what certain teams do. Uh, un- unlike, uh, for example, the Rams, who kind of sell the farm, we're going to see how they're going to plug in some holes if anybody really, uh, you know, doesn't work out based on injuries and things like that. Uh, this was supposed to be their season, of course, to get to where they got. They met their goal, but at the same time, uh, the offseason revamp, how is that going to affect them? You know, how is it going to affect the lines? How is it going to affect some of the strategies? Um, and who's coming back and who's not coming back? But the breakdown at the Combine, so you guys can go to NFL Network, uh, NFLnetwork.com. You guys can go on, you know, on your favorite cable, get the breakdown from the Combine. We're going to be talking about a couple, couple things going forward. Like today we talked about a couple sleeper players. Then we'll dive into some of the positional players and then some of the standouts at the Combine and then how that's going to correlate with uh, the draft order, how that's going to take care of, you know, some of the needs for certain teams and uh, how that's going to work out in terms of the divisional and conference scopes as well. All right, guys, don't forget, go to uh, our monkeyknifefight.com. Check out all the stuff at Monkey Knife Fight. More or less is our platform. That's the favorite one that I play. So it's pretty easy to do. Pick a player. See if they're going to, uh, you know, adjust their stat lines, whether they're going to make it more or less within that stat line. Pretty simple. A $5 free play on us. So if you get it right, both right, you end up making pretty much $15 on us. And then if you, you know, you want to put in more money, obviously if you put in $300, you're going to make almost $900. So pretty easy to do. If you're confident, easy setup. Go to the code. Use the code NJF. So go to monkeyknifefight.com. Use the code NJF to get started and then start playing Monkey Knife Fight, especially NBA. NBA is pretty easy to do, you know, how many, how many points, how many rebounds, et cetera. So if you're pretty good at that, you're able to do that as well and get, and get in times with that. Also, if you haven't gone to our shop at Zazzle.com, cool shirts under $25, cool leggings under $40, and we got a pretty, uh, awesome gifts there, including some cool backpacks. So check it out. Use the codes daily. If you don't have a code that's higher than 15%, always use our code ZazzleThanks. Dazzle thanks for the code of 15% off, and you get some cool stuff. It's worldwide shipping, so if you're in uh, Finland or Sweden or the U.K. or France or out there in Europe who are listening to us, uh, you can also go to Zazzle.com, for size Grand Beauties. Go to the bottom tab. Under the bottom tab at the very bottom, you'll see the country code. Click your country code. The code there, your, your actual site for your area is going to go there, and you save some money on shipping as well. You can also use the code um, Zazzle Thanks for the 15% off. So let's get into it right now. We're going to be talking to the talented Amber um, Marcucci of the Nevada Storm of 2022. It's the fastest growing daily fantasy sports site in America. You get fun, easy to play contests with cash prizes featuring your favorite players. Monkey Night Fight, daily fantasy sports for the rest of us. Sign up now and get an instant match on your first deposit up to $50. All right, Amber, how are you doing today? 
Hey, I'm doing great. Thank you so much. Thank you for having me. Thanks for making the time. I appreciate it. I know we had some little message uh, from our staff earlier, so I apologize for that. <laughs> Confusion. Oh, uh, we get that's okay. So it happens once in a while, so to, to apologize for that. Um, so, Amber, we're all, sh- we're all shocked. We thought you were going to be WFLA bound, just like everybody else now that's in the WNFC or the WFA. So, um, it's kind of, you know, and coming off of the great season in Italy for you. So, tell us a little bit about, you know, the decision to come to the States after such a great, uh, you know, situation over in Italy and with the offseason with the flag and the tackle that you've been contributing to. Right. So um, actually for me, coming to the States to play football has been a dream ever since I started playing. So, um, yeah, so two years ago, uh, the WFLA uh, reached out to me, the the New York Stars. Um, So I was actually committed to that team. uh, But like after two years, I saw that no moves were being made. And I was like, okay, so I need to make a decision. And in the meantime, this team from Reno, the Nevada Storms uh, women's football team, reached out to me, and they were like, hey, you want to come play for us next season? And I was like, yep, I'm coming. So, uh, yeah, I took care of my visa, which went very smoothly, and uh, here I am. I'm in Rio now for two weeks and enjoying the practices and just enjoying the whole football culture together with uh, my football sisters. (laughs) Amra, you and Nausicaa, uh, no strangers to, you know, being together over in Italy, and she's no stranger to being here in the States because she's, uh, you know, been here before with NFL Films and doing other stuff. Um, Reno, a smaller town, is not like Vegas (laughs) or New York, but uh, it's, it's a nice area, right? Oh, well, yeah. I mean, um, to be honest, I didn't really care where I was going. I just wanted to play ball. And they were very interested in having me. We had a very good agreement that we, uh, you know, an agreement that we had for me to come here. So I was like, I'm just going to go there and just enjoy football. Like, it doesn't matter where I'm going, where I'm staying. I just want to play and be in a good team, surrounded by great athletes who have, like, a lot of experience in the game. So, for me, I mean, I'm so, I come from a big city. I was born in Amsterdam, actually, in the Netherlands. I've always lived mm-hmm. in big cities. Um, so it's kind of weird for me to be here in Reno. It's kind of calm. But I'm really enjoying my stay. So um, I am very happy with my decision. <laughs> I guess you can say therapeutic in a lot of ways because it's calmer. You get to experience that, um, that area down there. So it's a really nice area out there. Uh, if you've ever been up to the mountain areas and the snow and everything else, it's, it's different in that sense. Um, the WFA, uh, it's basically now branching out international as well, but uh, Nevada, um, I think you've made a good choice. Nevada, very impressive the last uh, two seasons, uh, winning division three, the previous season, winning the championship last season. So a uh, good move for you to come over to a solid squad. And they are obviously hungry based on, Coach Garcia's uh, in, intuition, they want, obviously, the, the D1 championship. Yeah, exactly. And this is all, like, what I heard about this team, like, um, how motivated they were the past years, how they went from being nobody to, like, two times a champion. Um, I was like, okay, I need to get on this team because these girls are very ambitious. These girls have big goals. They have great coaches. So it wasn't hard for me to make the decision and just say yes when I heard the whole history of this, of this team. So I'm very, very glad to, uh, to be able to play with them this year. And uh, I think we're going to do great. Like, people are showing up at practices. We have a roster of more than 50 girls. It's something I never experienced in my life, in my football life. So 
I'm very, very excited for this season, definitely. Amber, what's going to be with you, uh, eight on eight versus 11th? Uh, have you transitioned to that before? Is it going to be something interesting for you, or is it something that you've done before uh, in terms of the format and the style of play? Right. So we actually played seven on seven in Italy. So uh, 11 on 11 is definitely my first time. And uh, actually, it's easier than I thought. I was like, okay, I'm going to have a lot of difficulties with having more people on the field. But things were so, like, it was so easy for me to learn because the coaches are, um, they're making it easy for us to learn. And I'm just really uh, happy with the way they coach us. Because, to be honest, I was very afraid to come out here. I was like, God, I'm the person with the least experience in playing the game and um, am I ever going to learn all the plays and is it going to be difficult for me but I'm very surprised like the way the coaches they set up everything is just amazing and so easy to learn so yeah it's just it has been very good so far. Now the experience uh, in terms of both sides you got flag experience you have tackle experience uh, the mobility you're very you're very uh, elusive type of player uh, the scheme, is it going to be on one side of the ball? Is it going to be multiple? Have you, has the coaches decided your skill sets and how they're going to be used in general? I mean, we don't want to give any, you know, what do you call it, secrets out early in the season here, but as in general, <laughs> well, uh, one side of the ball or the other. Uh, well, I appreciate the compliment, first of all. But um, actually, this year I'll be playing a slot receiver and running back, and I heard them talking about putting me corner as well, but I'm not – sure if that's really going to happen because um, slot receiver and running back is already like a lot for me to study and I'm not that confident in defense yet. I mean, I played defense in flag, but in tackle, I didn't really do it. Um, so I'm, I'm definitely eager to learn uh, defense, but I want to make sure that I'm great at offense first. So if, if it's really needed, I'm definitely open to learn it. But let's see what's going to happen. It's not 100% sure that I'm going to play on both sides of the ball. Which is a good thing, right, physically, because that's it's kind of exhausting, especially in 11th. If you got to play Iron Women football, that's not not good for 10 weeks. It kind of wears on your body. Oh, yeah. I mean, it's not easy. But, you know, we have a big roster, and um, I think the coaches are going to, you know, give us time to uh, to recover. So, But it's always good to know more positions in general. You never know what's going to happen. If someone gets injured, let's hope it's not going to happen, of course, but to learn more than I should do, actually. So, yeah, let, let's see. Let's see what's going to happen. <laughs> All right. Um, let's talk about a little bit about Italy, the growth there for you guys. Um, you know, it's uh, it's been a, a kind of a whirlwind experience when the, the league started up to what it is now. Uh, we follow it every year. Uh, it's, a, it's a shorter season, of course. It's more crunched mode, and it's a lot more intense because it's shorter weeks, and every game does matter. And then Milan, really impressive this year. Uh, talk about a little bit about that team and the the, the, the impressive uh, win this year in terms of winning. Okay, so, uh, yeah, um, I, had, I had a great time playing with the girls from Milan. Um, so in last summer, we, uh, we won uh, the Cup like La Coppa Italia, and this year we won uh, the competition of, uh, of Italian women's football. So that was pretty crazy. Like in less than a year, we won two times uh, the title. Um, so, yeah, I mean, I've not been um, – I mean, I've been in Italy for like maybe one year and a half, two years. So I wasn't playing uh, in Italy before. I came from Portugal where I started the first female football team. There's, there's where my – uh, football journey actually started 
But for what I've been, uh, you know, hearing from Nausicaa and the other girls, it's like, it's like slowly growing in Italy, um, female football, but still it's very hard um, because the girls have to make a lot of sacrifices. Sometimes uh, there's no team nearby, which was also my case. I was training with a third division male team because from me, from my uh, city to Milan in Italy was like a six hour train trip. So I would do that once in a while to practice, but I would mostly go to games only because I would practice with the guys and then just play the games with the Sirene Milano. So, um, but yeah, like it has been growing the past years. It's just like, it's very slow. You know, some girls are, are actually giving up on the sport because they find, uh, find another job or had other, um, you know, goals in their life. So it's not easy. It's really not easy. It's just not the same out here. And that's why I really wanted to come out here and experience the real culture. Um, and it's definitely different. So um, I'm super happy I had the chance to, to play with the girls from Milan. And if I'm going back, I will definitely play with them again. But I'm also super excited to just six months, like only doing football and training five times a week because we have three um, practices with the team. And then we have two optional practices for the receivers and the quarterbacks. Um, so we're definitely putting a lot of work in it and I'm just very confident that we're going to do great in this, uh, this season. I really think the Reno will be a great experience. As you're talking about the coaching staff has built this program over, I think three years now, four years. And, and you can tell the results are there, you know, championship after championship. So that's a, a very important, uh, nucleus and culture to build that, right. When you have a championship mindset where the goal is to be in the finals and then, um, Amber, you get to the finals with Nevada as a goal, as an example, and you get to land in Canton at the Pro Football Hall of Fame. How cool would that be? Well, the moment that you said that, I got goosebumps. So, yeah, that, I mean, that's something we are going to – I mean, we're going to work on getting there, right? So that's definitely our goal. So if that's going to happen, that would be like a dream come true for me. Like being here already is a dream coming true, but actually – Getting to the finals, that would be, like, ultimate. So I, I cannot wait for that to happen, and we're going to do everything for that to happen. So I'm so excited. <laughs> I am, I'm excited for you, too, and I'm excited for the coach and the team. And, I'm, you know, uh, every, every player there has committed and put time in this program, and I think that's why it's been successful. Even the ownership has sacrificed a lot for this to put Nevada on the map. And now we were talking about Nevada all year last year. They were like the focus team of the season, and uh, they did not disappoint. They obviously took care of business, and they went to the final and did their part. So that's a great program. And the city of Reno is really so proud of this team and the accomplishments that they've done so far. So nothing less than, uh, you know, great wins and an opportunity another for another uh, return to the championship is what their goal is. So it's a really high goal, but like you said, it's, it's a discipline and culture. Um, what do you What do you think of the food so far? Uh, you You international woman here. You've obviously gone everywhere: Amsterdam, Portugal, and then you come to America. I hope you don't get hooked up on our fast food, as they say. <laughs> well, actually, I traveled to America uh, several times, so I'm pretty used to the food. I knew, I mean, I knew what kind of food I would find here. Thing is that. Um, the girls let me taste Italian food here in the States last week, and it was so disgusting. And I was like, this is not Italian food. You cannot 
say this is Italian food. You can tell me this is mac and cheese, but don't tell me it's Italian, please. So oh. now, actually, we have a deal that, like, every time we're going to eat somewhere, I need to try their mac and cheese to see if I find someone that's actually good. But they, I told them, like, mac and cheese is not something Italian. It doesn't exist in Italy. <laughs> you know? So, no, but to be honest, like, in general, I'm actually enjoying the food. Like, you can have healthy food everywhere. I love the Mexican food, too. So, I mean, there's a little bit of everything, and I always choose, like, the right choices, you know, but once in a while, like, uh, for example, uh, Chick-fil-A or whatever is great, you know, after practice. <laughs> so it's, it's good. I'm just not going to eat Italian food here. That's all. <laughs> yeah. That's, I, you know what? Everybody has that motion where, like, you go from the American culture that claims that this is a, a, a delicacy from a foreign country. Like, I'm Mexican, and a burrito is not wrapped in a tortilla. A burrito is literally a taco shell <laughs> burrito. And you know what I mean? It's like, what are you talking about? Like, my mom, she's like, you know, old school from the, back in the day. And she's like, this is, Taco Bell is, is horrible. It's not even Mexican. That's what she says. This you is see? Not so you feel me, right? <laughs> you understand yeah. what, I'm, what I'm going my through. My mom feels that. <laughs> she's like, this is not real cheese. Tex-Mex cheese does not exist in Mexico. She's like, exactly. she's like giving me a hard time for everything, you know. I'm like, Mom, I don't so know funny. what to tell you. It says Mexican on the label. She's like, it's false advertising. She's like, very. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Very oh, it's really it. funny. Oh, it's crazy. No, but you know what? But it's it, it is different, don't you think? It's like a lot of the ingredients are different. They're either pasteurized here where they're not out there. Uh, it was just a, a lot of difference in terms of the food, right? The, how it's processed or how it's maintained. Yeah, definitely. And also what um, what surprised me was the um, amount of choices that you have when you are in the grocery store. Like I like the first day I did my groceries here, I took so long because there's so many options and I hate to have many options, you know, like on one side it's good. But on the other hand, you're like, God, I have to go through all of them, see all the ingredients and which one is cheaper and which one is more like it's crazy. Like in Europe, we don't have like that much choices, you know, so it's a lot of like things like in the culture here that I have to um, get used to, but it's fun. I mean, as you said, like, as, as you mentioned before, like I traveled a lot over the world, around the world. Uh, I stayed in Morocco uh, last year, two months to uh, teach flag football to kids. So I'm used to be like in places, different cultures. And I love to learn like a new culture, a new language or whatever. So it's not that hard for me to just move around and be without my friends and my family. It's something that I, that gives me a lot of energy and just uh, it gives you a more open-minded mentality. So, yeah. <laughs> yeah, you know how you know how quickly people turn to to being obese really quick in this country. You know why? Because the the grocery store gives you that option. They're like, oh, uh, oh, healthy food. Oh no, I'll have that ice cream. That's that looks just a lot more better. You know what I mean? So it's like oh, yeah, so easy to like, go the other way. <laughs> Oh, yeah, that's so true. But, you know, like I, I've always like had like a certain diet because, I mean, I'm an athlete, so I'm taking this very serious. I'm taking very serious what I'm putting in my body, right? So, okay, okay once in a while I, I just eat a cheat meal or whatever. But in general, I always try to, you know, keep a healthy diet. But I can completely imagine that for a lot of people it's just difficult to um, actually maintain a healthy diet. I can really imagine because there's so many great options and they make it so attractive, you know, to just – eat fat food and um, processed food. So, yeah, I I know. <laughs> yeah. It's tough. I know it's tough because, like I said, you go to the grocery store, like you said, there's all these choices, and then you eventually you give up and like, oh, my God, that looks so good. I'm going to have that instead of this. And so you, you just quickly <laughs> make your choice. 
And then you're like, okay, why am I at the gym? You know, why am I at the gym? Like, I had one of my friends, it's kind of a joke between the two of us, right? She goes to the gym, she's hardcore, she busts out, and then all of a sudden she goes to Starbucks. And then I'm like, okay, all those calories you just burned on the machine were just gone. Big old latte. And I'm like, what are you doing? And she's like, it's not working. Of course it's not working. I said, you got, you got to stop going to Starbucks right after the gym. <laughs> it's like, this is all it's work. But no, it's, <laughs> but actually it's funny because he's like, oh, my membership, I don't think I want to keep it any longer. And I'm like, what, what are you talking about? Well, maybe the Starbucks membership shouldn't be kept. But it's just a joke <laughs> yeah. between us. That's funny. Well, actually, some people say they go to the gym just to eat, you know, so you also have yeah. that type of people. <laughs> For true. Uh, but you know what? It, it's hard to maintain that discipline, like to your point. It's really hard, and a lot of players have that intangible, right, uh, because you have to have, especially for in-season, when you're in-season, not so much off-season, but when you're in-season, to get in shape and everything, it really becomes a, a struggle for some players because you have to maintain that. And it's expensive, too, especially here in the States now. It's pretty oh, expensive yeah. to try to maintain a high, high good-quality diet. Oh, yeah, I, I really noticed that. But it's something that I've, I've – I mean, I'm used to eat healthy. I'm, I mean, I know my body. I know, like, more or less the amount of calories that I need to eat to maintain a certain weight or, you know, so um, that really helps. I really know how my body works. My metabolism is very fast. So I can eat a lot, and I don't really gain fat also because I train a lot, right? So that helps. But, yeah, I mean, once in a while it's really okay to just eat something outside of the diet. I mean, there's nothing wrong with that as long as you don't do it every day, of course. <laughs> All right. Uh, where? Who are your bunk buddies? Who are your buddies right now on the team? Who Who's the ones that welcome you in, took you in? I mean, we we got a lot of players on this team. So was it the quarterback, the running back from last year? Was it, you know, who, who's your bunk buddies here? Oh, I have a lot already. They're all being so nice to me. Like, they're so supportive. Like, for example, um, Sarah Colangelo, she's very nice. I mean, I've been in touch with her uh, already months before coming. Actually, most of them reached out to me before I came. They were like, hey, Amber, when are you coming? We're so excited that you're coming. And, for example, Mo, the quarterback, I'm staying with Kaylin. She's, she plays on the offensive line. Uh, Carrie, also on the offensive line. She's been very nice. Like, Andy is my workout partner. So I'm actually – in, like all of them are very nice and supportive and it's the first time for them that they have an international player so for them it's new too um, but they're dealing with this like in such a good way like they're really really taking good care of me and uh, it's just very exciting like for me and for them to uh, to have an international player right well it's always nice to have a good relationship with your blockers especially if you're going to be a running oh, yeah. back <laughs> oh yes I- I'm going to make sure to keep it that way yeah <laughs> It's always nice to have that uh, intangible. Um, I don't know. At, at, at this point, fanfare uh, fanfare for you has been great, so that's why I wanted to bring you on to the podcast to kind of introduce you to the upcoming season for the WFA and obviously Nevada Storm being a focal team from last year. So I'm kind of excited to see how you're going to you know, perform on the field, how your contribution is going to benefit this team, and, and hopefully at this point at the end result will be another appearance. Uh, with this coaching staff, like I said, they're really – really focused on excellence so you know getting to canton is obviously the goal and they know that so uh but i'm kind of excited to see where uh you know the coach is going to scheme you through and how beneficial you're going to be to this team oh yeah like uh, me too i'm so excited i cannot wait uh for our first game which is going to be the 18th of april against denver uh which is going to be a little bit difficult i heard so 
Um, I'm going to be nervous for sure for my first game, but it's, that's okay. You know, it's, it's all part of it. But, yeah, we're all very, very excited, and we all feel that we could have, like, a very big chance to um, come just very far in this uh, championship this year again. <laughs> all right. I'm, uh, anything I didn't ask you, I, I know, uh, you know, your journey started in Portugal, and, uh, you know, shout out to you for uh, creating uh, an outlet for women to play the sport. And then, obviously, now – you know, you're such an inspiration to a lot of people. And if you guys don't follow her, you can follow her on Instagram. It's her name as well. And uh, a lot of great stuff on her stories, a lot of great stuff on her gallery. Um, I, I, I hate to say this, but everybody has a TikTok. So do you have a TikTok too? I do, but I um, actually, I should use it more, but I do have a TikTok. And I guess it's just like my first and my last name. I don't even remember. <laughs> There's some content there, but I, I'm, I'm going to use it a bit more probably this season. <laughs> Yeah, and it, it, TikTok's great for just an individual, you know, breakout um, and, and just kind of giving your one-on-ones and things like that. So it's a good platform. So a lot of players, you know, obviously have to leverage social media in some way. So a lot of people are on TikTok more than anything now. Uh, they're using TikTok yeah. in conjunction with, with Instagram on Reels. So it's really, really good format for that. Uh, we do a lot of stories, a lot of stuff. Um, we haven't gone into TikTok ourselves yet because we're trying to figure out a format because we're, we're more of a news source mentality versus – I think TikTok's more of an individual person mentality, uh, personality mm-hmm. mentality. That makes sense. So we haven't found our niche yeah. yet. And I'm like, okay, we got to wait. I told the guys, we got to wait. You know, let's wait another year and see, what, see what's happening here and see how we can work it out. But uh, overall, it's, it's been successful for some players as well. And some of the teams are doing a great job all over the world on, you know, putting content out there. Oh, yeah. Actually, our team has a TikTok as well. It's the Nevada Storm Women's Football, I guess it's called. And they're making, like, mm-hmm. really fun TikToks. Like, we have a couple of der- girls who are taking care of it. And it's really fun to watch. Like, it's funny sometimes, but also, like, you know, motivational. It's really cool. So you might want to check that out as well. <laughs> yeah, that's why I mentioned it, because I know you guys, have uh, the team has done a really good job of it. So uh, check it out. Follow yeah. uh, Nevada Storm Women's Football on TikTok. You can follow Amber on Instagram as well. I don't know. I'm kind of excited to see what you're go- what the scheme's going to be from the coaches. So I really appreciate you making the time. I know you're at practice, and thanks to Coach for giving you the time to sit down with us. But uh, you're always welcome back. Uh, maybe kind of uh, get back together after the season and kind of reflect on what your journey was for the for the team. I would really appreciate that. Oh yeah, that sounds great. Yeah, definitely. Let's do it. All right. Thank you I'll, so uh, much for I'll kind of message you out and see what see what week is best. And uh, you're not storming out uh, out of Nevada after the first the last week of the season, I hope. Or, but you'll be in the championship. I'm pretty sure that's the case. Uh, yeah, I, I think so. I mean, I will be here until like more or less the beginning of August because my visa is six is for six months, and so it's something I have to you know take into consideration. Um, so, but yeah, I'll, I'll be here at least until like the beginning of August and, uh, hoping that we'll go to the, to the finals, of course. I think that's going to be the case because like I said, uh, the coach has really done a good job, uh, coach Barrett and coach Garza, they've done a good job there. Um, so I, I really expect a, a successful season as well. And even if they, you know, you don't get to the championship, I, I know this team is devoted to being at least making the playoffs and if not more. So, uh, given the roster from last year. And given the additions like yourself and other of the players, like you said, the over 60 on the roster, that's, that's an impressive recruitment. Um, so I think that uh, yeah. Nevada's set for success. Oh, yeah, definitely. Thank you. Thank you so much for the support. I really appreciate it. <laughs> 
All right. I will catch you later. I hope you have a good week and then enjoy your practice and um, ice up, as they say, and um, hope looking forward to another chat after this, the season's over, and hopefully that's going to be where we're talking champion. Oh, yeah, for sure. Thank you so much for taking the time to talk to me, and I'm looking forward for the next time. Thank you. Have a good night, okay? Enjoy it. Thank you. You too. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. All right, guys, that's Amber Marcucci of the Nevadas, the new addition to the WFA D2 champions. Uh, looking forward to how they're going to use her in their scheme. Looking forward to how they're going to operate in terms of an offense. Like she said, she might be on offense playing on a couple, a couple positions. Uh, multi-talented. She's very elusive, uh, and she's a very ready athlete. She's athlete-driven. And so uh, Nevada's definitely picked up a jewel there. And uh, given their scope of what they've done in the last two years of implementing certain schemes for certain players and using them uh, at their skill set strong points, uh, I think this coaching staff is going to really benefit from her and the other pieces that they already had in place. So uh, Nevada Storm, uh, looking forward to a WFA Pro uh, championship appearance. That is their goal. So we're looking forward to seeing them in Canton uh, for the final in the WFA as well. And that would be historic because uh, they won D- D3. They've won D2 championships, and if they do go to the final in D1, uh, it would be a uh, first time in WFA history that a franchise would arrive in three in the three consecutive finals. So whether they win D1 championship or not, it, it won't matter. They will make history by uh, consecutively arriving every year. And then if they win the, the WFA 1 championship or WFA Pro championship, uh, which is a huge hurdle, uh, they would be the first franchise in WFA history to accomplish that mission. So uh, huge, huge, huge. Let's go into the next huddle, and we're going to be talking to the coach of the Mexican Federation, the IFAB World Champion bronze-winning team of 2017. That's going to be uh, Coach Giovanni Carrillo-Larios here in a minute. Is the fastest growing daily fantasy sports site in America. You get fun, easy to play contests with cash prizes featuring your favorite players. Monkey Night Fight, daily fantasy sports for the rest of us. Sign up now and get an instant match on your first deposit up to $50. All right, guys, don't forget to go to Monkey Night Fight. Use the code NJF to get started. $5 free play right there. All right, uh, Coach Larios, how you doing, Coach Giovanni? Hola, ¿cómo están? Buenas noches. Bien, bien, gracias. Coach Giovanni, ¿cómo está? ¿Está como todo bien? ¿Todo bien? Ya está. Estamos finalizando este, eh, todo para el Mundial. Ya, ya estamos alistándonos para el Mundial. Ya tuvimos este, el primer entrenamiento con la preselección, con aproximadamente 100 jugadoras, 110 jugadoras que tuvimos en el primer entrenamiento. So, Coach Giovanni, este, ¿cómo mira usted el, el torneo, este, la adición de Alemania este, y Australia regresa otra vez, a, a Britania otra vez? Um, so, este, esperando más competencia, en otras palabras, por, para el, 20, el 2022 torneo. Creo que es bastante bueno que se sumen jugado, este, equipos europeos que tienen gran nivel y este, jugadoras que el fútbol americano en el femenil ha, cre- ha crecido demasiado en el mundo, entonces creo que es algo que nos motiva a nosotros como eh, equipo mexicano, prepararnos con muy, muy buenas de, a formar una muy buena selección para competir en el siguiente campeonato mundial y hacer mejor las cosas que lo que se hizo en el 
en el Campeonato de Canadá del 2017. Uh, coach, ¿ya finalizó su staff o está todavía trabajando usted para finalizar todo su, su staff para el, para el Mundial? Estamos todavía con este, algunos coaches que, que tenemos, que estamos visualizando, pero ya en sí está casi listo el staff. Ya estamos por, con, con el staff casi completo. Ya nada más es un coach que nos está por ahí sobrando y ya. All right, guys, I'm just asking a Coach Giovanni here about the state of the game for Mexico and in terms of the competition with the addition of Germany, the addition of Great Britain, and the addition of returning of Australia and how his staff is being built right now. He's saying that the, it's almost complete. There's 100, 100 girls that were at tryouts. He's evaluating those players, obviously, for the final roster. Uh, looking forward to the upcoming tournament in Finland. Uh, Coach Giovanni, ¿has ido a Europa en cierto punto en su carrera? Sí, sí, sí. Tuve la fortuna de ir como seleccionado nacional en el Campeonato Mundial del 2000, en el Campeonato Mundial Senior 2011, que se, que se efectuó en Austria, jugando contra Estados Unidos, contra Austria, contra Alemania. Estuvimos ahí participando como jugador. ¿Qué piensas de la experiencia de las chicas que van a tener en Finlandia? Pues la verdad es que es una gran oportunidad para que las jugadoras mexicanas se puedan pues mostrar ¿no? en diferentes este, partes del mundo, que vean que el crecimiento del fútbol americano aquí en México ha sido muy bueno después del campeonato mundial que se llevó a cabo en Canadá, donde tuvimos la primera participación de, un, de una selección mexicana. Creo que es una oportunidad muy muy grande para nuestras jugadoras el que pues demuestre ¿no? que el fútbol americano aquí en México pues va creciendo y que se juega de una gran forma. ¿no? Muy feliz porque ya algunas jugadoras mexicanas han estado compitiendo en las ligas de Estados Unidos. Ahorita hay dos, dos o tres jugadoras que están compitiendo a gran nivel ya en, este, en los torneos de Estados Unidos. Entonces creo que el poder ir a Europa y que se, que se muestren, que, es, que vean el talento mexicano, creo que es una excelente oportunidad. So I was asking Coach Giovanni here about the, uh, how the experience will be for the, uh, the roster, the girls in the Mexican team, and he's saying it's, it's great. He's actually traveled to Europe before in Austria, and he's actually uh, think that, that the experience is going to be great for them in Finland, kind of express themselves to the world and what their talent is going to be. Um, Coach Giovanni, ¿Tiene una idea de quién va a ser su quarterback? ¿Va a ser el mismo quarterback del, del último mundial o todavía no sabemos qué va a ser su, uh, su mariscal de campo? Pues tenemos ahorita 10 este, jugadoras que se están probando para hacer coreback. Entre ellas 10 están las dos seleccionadas del campeonato mundial pasado que se están probando, uh -huh. que, se están, este, que tienen la competencia con sus otras compañeras. Entonces, Todavía no estamos definidos, estamos en un proceso de preselección, el cual a, a mediados del mes de mayo ya tendremos el roster final de las 45 jugadoras que irán a, representadas a nuestro país, ahí en Finlandia, en el siguiente campeonato mundial. I was asking Coach Giovanni if he has any idea who his quarterbacks are going to be. He says there's a, gr a small group of quarterbacks still to be decided on, and uh, once the roster is finalized in May, for the 45-man roster, then that will be what they'll look at. Um, Coach Giovanni, la último torneo, tenieron buena, buenos esfuerzos y buenos este, cosas en el playbook con el, con el, uh, el run game, con, teniendo uh, el, los, corredores, los corredores como Romero. So, es, ¿espera usted también uh, hacer este, 
a buscar otros talentos para uh, mantener el, el, la, el balón en la tierra? La verdad es que tuvimos muy 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 buen, este, buenos campos de entrenamiento este fin de semana, jugadoras con gran talento, corredoras que han estado demostrando y están jugando a gran nivel, Andrés Romero sigue en un nivel excelente como lo demostró en el mundial pasado, ahorita físicamente creo que está muchísimo mejor preparada, se metió al gimnasio y corredoras que tenemos de gran nivel, ¿no? Eh, ahorita tenemos un caso que está Regina Escoto, está jugando en un equipo de, de Nuevo México, San Diego me parece ser, que está también preseleccionado y está jugando en una liga de Estados Unidos, entonces tenemos jugadoras con gran talento para poder seguir con nuestro juego terrestre, pero también nuestro juego aéreo, poderlo balancear de una mejor forma para poder competir en el siguiente campeonato mundial, ¿no? No nada más esforzarnos en el juego terrestre, que creo que tenemos gran talento, pero tenemos grandes receptoras y grandes corebacks. So I was asking the coach about uh, how his running game is going to go by. Um, he's obviously mentioning Andy Romero, who was one of the focal points of the 2017 uh, running back. And he's saying that they're still being evaluated at this point to make sure that they balance an air attack and a, and a run game attack. Um, coach uh, Giovanni, ¿qué nos dice de las líneas? ¿Más mejor en peso o fundamental que el último torneo? Porque ya, ya se supone que ya, ya miró qué clase de talento trae Estados Unidos, qué trae Canadá y todo eso. So, esperando qué, qué cambios ha hecho en las líneas, en otras palabras, para físicamente estar más, uh, más al tal con ellos. O, o vas a usar, este, como dice usted, como usaron el último torneo, viene siendo más uh, agilidad y más este, speed. Pues estamos trabajando en el perfil del jugador aquí en México. Sabemos que el perfil de, de la jugadora americana, de la jugadora canadiense, en sí de las jugadoras europeas es un perfil alto, pesado, fuerte. Entonces las jugadoras vieron ese tipo de, 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 de perfil de jugadoras que nos enfrentamos y estamos trabajando en ello. La verdad es que tenemos la fortuna de que en este proceso mundialista tenemos más jugadoras de diferentes estados de la República, como el Monterrey, como Durango como estados de, del norte de la república donde pues la mujer es más alta, más pesada, entonces estamos trabajando en ello, estamos re, este, teniendo las visorías, revisando los perfiles de las jugadoras para poder competir contra contra lo que nos enfrentamos en el campeonato mundial que creo que fue algo importante, ¿no? Que la parte física en el aspecto este del tamaño, del peso, pues sí sí fue considerable para nuestras jugadoras, ¿no? Entonces Estamos trabajando en ello y creo que tenemos muy buenos resultados en lo que está, hemos visto de nuestras jugadoras y creo que podemos dar buen, grandes grandes resultados y buenos buenas expectativas para el siguiente campeonato mundial. So I was asking Coach Giovanni to kind of evolve on the fact that in the last tournament, 2017, uh, they used mostly speed and agility on their front lines, but they were being overpowered on the lines by some of the, uh, you know, tougher squads like U.S. and Canada, for example, on this side of the coastline. So he's saying, you know, the, the recruitment stage for them now is obviously to look for that type of individual that will compete and match up with the rest of the teams, which will be beneficial for them as well to, uh, you know, uh, control uh, at the line. Uh, in La Defensa, uh, Coach Giovanni, Um, dicen que todos, todos en defensa están locas. Uh, ya ya este, uh, ha sido de recruitment con, las, con unas jugadoras que están muy locas. <risa> La verdad es que somos, una, somos jugadoras pequeñas pero muy rápidas. Entonces, eh, tratábamos de trabajar mucho en esa cuestión de nuestra velocidad, de nuestra agilidad. 
teniendo un buen sistema defensivo donde podamos ser muy agresivas en nuestro en nuestro ataque, ¿no? Presionar a nuestro coreback, jugar con velocidad, atacar en diferentes en las diferentes partes de la zona, cubriendo, cubriendo a nuestros receptores con diferentes covers. Entonces, y pues algo que nos caracteriza, caracteriza aquí en México es la parte de la agresividad en el golpeo, ¿no? Creo que en el campeonato mundial pasado fue lo que este, se vio, que este, en nuestro golpeo la verdad es que la mujer, la mujer mexicana es muy aguerrida, muy muy este entusiasta para el, el contacto y pues estamos trabajando en eso, ¿no? Obviamente mejorando todas las cualidades, tanto fundamentos de tacleo como la muy buena técnica de tacleo para evitar algún tipo de lesión de nuestras jugadoras y obviamente de, de las de las jugadoras rivales, ¿no? Sino siempre cuidando su integridad, pero no dejando fuera lo que nos caracterizó, que fue la parte de la disciplina y de un excelente golpeo. So I was asking him uh, what type of player he's recruiting, whether it be an, uh, you know, a all-out defensive, uh, you know, out out for a blood type of player, and he's saying that that's what they're trying to enhance right now from the last tournament and how their girls really played with grit, and he expects obviously to have a better squad this year uh, coming up to hit harder and to be more impactful and to make a difference on that side of the ball. Um, Coach Giovanni, el el juego de de, de equipos especiales. ¿Tiene algo usted en, en cuenta con ellos en esa forma o va a ser, va a ser mezcla de todos los, todos, todos los jugadores a, a tener este, uh, drills con special teams, por ejemplo? Ok, pues por las características del torneo que es el campeonato mundial que solamente se permiten 45 jugadoras, pues este tienen que participar eh, todas en esos tipos de, de especiales, ¿no? Pero estamos sí. llevando un coordinador de equipos especiales que se está que se va a enfocar nada más en eh, llevar los equipos los equipos especiales sabemos muy muy bien aquí en México que el juego eh, el juego se divide en ofensa defensa y los equipos especiales no entonces tenemos que enfocarnos mucho en esos equipos especiales que creo que puede ser una gran herramienta para en el torneo llevarnos triunfos llevarnos buenos posiciones de campo para poder nosotros este, atacar y tener buenos resultados durante los encuentros del torneo. Entonces sí estamos enfocándonos mucho en los equipos especiales. So I was asking Coach Giovanni how, how, how he's working on in some of the games. He's saying that, that that's awfully a, a key. He's actually getting a, a, an actual special teams coach to try to uh, coordinate some of the players to be on that squad to make a difference in case there's a close games or maybe it could be a difference in terms of winning or losing certain games. Uh, Coach Giovanni, este, uh, ha estado el estado de, 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 de las ligas con la FAI, con Lexpa, con FX Mexico, todo lo que ha pasado entre la federación y hablamos con el, el Lexpa, el otro, el otro, el otro podcast. So, este, su foco no, no es en eso, pero viene siendo de que va a escoger las mejores jugadora se supone de cualquiera que quiera venir al, al tryouts, ¿verdad? A presentarse uh, con ustedes para hacer selección de las mejores 45 en, en, en el equipo. Mira, nosotros nos, nos, traba, nos manejamos vía Federación Mexicana de Fútbol Americano. Las ligas que juegan aquí en México tienen que estar regidas por la Federación. Si ellos cuentan con esa parte de afiliación a la Federación Mexicana de Fútbol Americano, van a estar contempladas para poder para poder participar para ser seleccionadas en el siguiente campeonato mundial. Y sí, yo como head coach del campeonato mundial, lo que quiero es ir a competir a gran nivel, competir contra las mejores, 
y para poder competir a ese nivel tengo que llevar a las mejores jugadoras de México. Entonces, es en lo que estamos trabajando. Vamos a llevar a las mejores jugadoras de México para poder lograr un mejor resultado de lo que se obtuvo en el, este, en el Mundial pasado que fue en Canadá, ¿no? Obteniendo la medalla de bronce y dando un gran juego contra Estados Unidos, el cual creo que pues nos, nos dio muchas enseñanzas, muchas enseñanzas, muchos aprendizajes y poder este mejorar, mejorar lo que pudimos hacer el campeonato pasado, ¿no? Pero que quede claro que vamos a llevar a las mejores 45 jugadoras de aquí el, de aquí a, de México a competir al siguiente campeonato mundial. So I was talking to Coach Giovanni. The question was, um, you know, where the selection is going to come from some of the players, given uh, Lexfa's uh, disaffiliation with the with the federation. Uh, he's stating at this point he's going to be working with whatever uh, leagues are within the federation, and that will be where his talent pool will be only at this point. So that's something that he's not worried about because wh whatever leagues are affiliated, that's where his talent pool is. Um, Coach Giovanni. ¿Qué espera usted este, de la selección de Canadá, de los Estados Unidos? ¿Por qué se va a hacer el torneo? No sé, el schedule del torneo todavía, ¿quién, quién, quién se va a confrontar? Pero se supone que número uno y número dos es, es, es algo de, de revisar, ¿no? En, en, en Game Film y poner algo de atención a esos dos, porque esos vienen siendo los dos equipos más buenos del mundo, ¿no? Sí, la verdad, este, si no me despreciar a los equipos europeos, estamos enfocándonos mucho en la parte de Canadá, en Estados Unidos, la verdad que, bueno, pues Estados Unidos tiene un excelente equipo de trabajo, ¿no? Estamos viendo que, el head, que la head coach fue jugadora del campeonato mundial, estuvo en diferentes ligas de Estados, de Estados Unidos y ahorita es coach de NFL, entonces, y llevan varias coaches de NFL, entonces creo que eso a nosotros como coaches nos exige a, a plantearnos bien lo que vamos a, este, vamos a instalar para poder competir contra Canadá, pues estamos este, viendo esa posibilidad de que nos podamos enfrentar por cómo se llevó a cabo el, el campeonato mundial pasado, entonces estamos estudiando bastante bien a los dos equipos, viendo los pros, los contras, el tipo de, el tipo de perfil de jugadoras que pudieran llevar a, a los campeonatos mundiales, obviamente pues estamos esperando noticias no pues en sus redes, en sus diferentes redes sociales que manejan los dos equipos para poder estar al pendiente de ellas, y creo que podríamos prepararnos de, de mejor forma para poder competir a gran nivel contra ellas, ¿no? Y dar la, dar la sorpresa y dar lo, lo que estamos buscando, ¿no? Que es competir por la medalla de oro. No nada más quedarnos por la medalla de bronce, sino ya estar compitiendo con, por la medalla de oro contra Canadá o Estados Unidos, que creo que son los dos equipos a vencer. I was just mentioning Coach Giovanni how his game plan is going to be primarily maybe uh, focusing on the North American teams, which is basically the, the number one and number two teams in the world, which is Canada and the United States. His point is obviously that those teams obviously have great coaching, including the U.S. with Callie Branson as their head coach announcement and some of the other uh, coaches that are in the NFL, which benefits that team greatly. Um, coach Giovanni, ¿qué, ¿qué tanto orgulloso está su familia, su, uh, su, uh, su, su, su jugadores anteriores? a llegar otra vez a, a ser este, el coach del, del, eh, de la, del equipo nacional otra vez? Pues mira, la, la verdad es un trabajo de hace años, llevo coachando más de 15 años este, en diferentes niveles, tanto para varones como para femenil, entonces la verdad es que es una profesión que, que me gusta mucho la, a lo que me dedico, entonces es algo, una felicidad muy grande, ¿no? Mi, mi familia me apoya completamente, están muy felices por, por este por esta oportunidad de, de, de estar enfrente de una gran selección y demostrar ¿no? que el fútbol americano aquí en México 
que juega a gran nivel y podemos hacer grandes cosas. Jugadoras, pues las jugadoras están este, contentas, algunas, algunas no, obviamente como todo, pero creo que eh, estamos trabajando de una, de una forma correcta para poder conseguir los mejores resultados para México y para el fútbol americano femenil. So, tenemos este, muchos este, uh, años uh, este, con usted desde el 2017, ¿no? Hemos estado hablando con, en el podcast por lo menos, una vez cada año, por lo menos. Uh, y es, este, es un momento muy grande para usted también, de nosotros también, porque lo, hemos cubrido a usted desde, desde FX México, a la FAI, a, a todos los campeonatos, las nacionales y todo eso. So, uh, it, you know, para, para mí, es, hablar con usted es, es algo de, de un honor porque has, has hecho mucho, muchas este, eh, cosas para el, el, el deporte femenil. So, yo digo que eso viene siendo un, algo grande. Sí, desde el 2017 estamos en contacto y pues seguimos, ¿no? Seguimos tratando de impulsar el fútbol americano femenil aquí en México y en el mundo. La verdad, el poder llevar al mundo el excelente el excelente juego de, fútbol, de las mujeres aquí en México, el, que, que puedan ver cómo hemos trabajado, creo que es algo algo muy importante, que vean a las jugadoras que se esfuerzan día con día, ¿no? Entonces, créanme que es un honor, es un honor que sigan mi trabajo, es un honor que estemos en contacto para poder, pues, hablar del fútbol americano femenil aquí en México, ¿no? Y que puedan llevarlo ustedes como este periodistas al, al mundo y que, pues, nos den esa oportunidad de demostrarlo. Coach, ¿es algo de ayuda que van a, uh, para estar a uh al tanto nosotros y a, para ayudarles en a hacer algo de, de post para ayudarle con algo de uh, la situación con finanzas y fundación para ir al mundial porque sabemos que en, en 2017 hubo algo de, neces de necesidad para asistir a las chicas para llegar a, al mundial so, ese es el caso otra vez o, o es algo que la, la federación ha ayudado con más fondos pues mira la verdad la federación ahorita está muy al pendiente de todo lo, lo, lo necesario para llevar a las jugadoras lo mejor posible lo mejor posible que las jugadoras no puedan que no paguen ni un centavo para poder ir al campeonato mundial ni que paguen este vuelos ni que paguen hospedaje ni comida ni transportación en Finlandia la verdad es que se está haciendo un buen trabajo vía federación se están consiguiendo todo lo necesario para poder viajar y que las jugadoras nada más se dediquen a jugar no que se dediquen a hacer lo que les corresponde, que es ir a jugar fútbol americano a gran nivel y pues tratarlas como lo que son, ¿no? Unas atletas de alto rendimiento y que compitan como debe de ser en un campeonato mundial. Entonces, por por lo por este ahorita no, la verdad es que la federación está haciendo un gran trabajo y está contando con toda la, de la so mejor forma todo, el siguiente campeonato. Está todo cubrido, va, recent, ahorita que, que estamos hablando está todo cubrido para y listo para para ir a Finlandia uh, y el, la federación soportando a las chicas, ¿verdad? Así es, así es, así es. Ok, gracias. Que es buenas noticias, ¿no? Porque empezando sí, en el 2017, había hablo de todo diferente y con sacrificio y todo llegaron a, a Canadá y, y se llevaron el bronce. So, ¿qué, eh, qué, ¿Qué cambio, no? En, en cuatro años, como dicen. Muy fuerte para que las cosas funcionen, ¿no? Se llevó a cabo el campeonato mundial FLAG, donde compitió también en México y con grandes resultados y, y, se, y se llevaron grandes cosas, se, se fueron bien las jugadoras, los jugadores, entonces esto no va a ser 
menos, ¿no? Se tiene que tratar de la misma forma y la federación está haciendo muy buen trabajo para que las jugadoras sean tratadas como lo que son jugadoras de fútbol americano y grandes atletas. Entonces, se está haciendo todo el esfuerzo necesario para que así sea. All right, Coach Giovanni, ya no le va a quedar mucho tiempo. Ya sé que están, también está en temporada en la, en la liga profesional, ¿no? Está con uh, todavía aquí, está jugando esta, esta temporada. Así es, así es. Ya estoy por, en unos minutos, empezar el entrenamiento del, de la liga profesional de aquí en México. Entonces, pues ya, para el fin de semana empezar nuestros juegos. All right, mucho, mucho este gusto de hablar con usted otra vez. Ahí danos el tiempo otra vez. Y esperando, esperando que llegando a Finlandia uh, tenemos... Uh, otra oportunidad de recibir los resultados de México, en qué estado va, va a acabar, pero gracias por el tiempo. Perfecto, no gracias a ustedes por la oportunidad, por la difusión del Fútbol Americano Familiar de México y que lo den a conocer a todo el mundo, entonces muchísimas gracias por estos minutos, un saludo a toda tu a, a toda tu afición, a toda tu comunidad, a, toda tus, este, a, a todas las personas que te siguen, saludos a todas las mujeres de Estados Unidos y del mundo. Gracias, Coach Giovanni. Tenga buen entrenamiento y buena noche. Ok, gracias. Gracias. All right, guys. That was uh, Coach Giovanni uh, Carrillos Larios, uh, the head coach of the Mexican IFAB bronze winning 2017. He is looking forward to a great uh, outcome in Finland for the 2022 IFAB World Championships, and he's expecting, obviously, a great roster of 45 this this year. And he's looking forward to a competitive tournament. And he looks forward to a silver or gold medal winning. So uh, what an excitement there. Let's bring in the uh, oracle of tackle, women's tackle football, and that would be the Mark Simone, a.k.a. the backseat coach in the house. Uh, Mark, uh, Coach Larios, uh, he's looking for gold, Mark. He's not going there to Finland just to show up. He wants, to obviously, to get, a, to get something bigger than a bronze medal. Well, you know, I, I, I would hope that um, every team there is, is going for the gold. Um, of course, uh, is that realistic? Um, you know, I think, I think certainly bronze is realistic. You know, if they can get, get into the gold medal match, I think really that's what he's trying to say. If they can get to the gold medal match, then, of course, all bets are off, right, once you get into that, that final game. Um, um, in the uh, reigning attitude is that anything can happen. Um, I, mean, I certainly expect that um, they would hope to improve on what they built, you know, what they did in the last games and get to the gold medal match. Um, now, realistically, I, I think, you know, I think bronze is probably the highest that, that, that they'll get at this point yet. But, um, hey, let's face it. There's one thing that's good about international competitions like this. Um, every team is going to have a full roster, right? You're, you're not going to be facing a team that has um, way more players than you, right? You're not going to be facing a team that has a totally small roster. We're drawing from these huge national pools, and um, that helps at least even out that part of the competition. So, um Uh, for what it's worth, you know, the, the, it, it's a level playing ground. And, of course, he, he's got aspirations for gold, and um, why shouldn't he? And, um, you know, the one key thing that I took away from our conversation, Mark, is last 
time that the, that the team was fielded, it's a great relief, right? Last time that the team was fielded, the girls had a struggle and, and sacrifice to family members, everybody else, to get them to Canada. And the good news is, he said, the, the actual Mexican Federation is covering everything for these girls to go to. All they got to do is focus on being football players for that time of the tournament and to get to that tournament, that's, which is awesome. That's, that's great. I mean, that, that, that's really good news. It's good to know that the money's there, uh, that the support and the, uh, just the will is there uh, to do that. Uh, I, hope every, I hope every team can um, that, get that kind of support. So it's great for that. And then Hemney B. Neymark, two-time head coach of the national team. Uh, I mean, this is huge for him. He got bronze in the first. Very impressive, right? Third, third place in a national tournament. Now he's actually going to go up against, uh, you know, a, a Germany squad that's returning. And then you also have Australia returning, Great Britain returning. But, I mean, the, the opportunity is there for him. Like he said, he's already scoping the U.S. and Canada because he knows that those are the two teams – that are going to be standing ground. But as he said before, he's literally scoping every team in terms of, you know, what the roster is going to look like in terms of, uh, you know, the players and themselves. And I just mentioned to him the stature, the, the lines of the last tournament were a somewhat lower uh, in terms of weight and height. So his point to time around is he is going to uh, recruit more heavily in Mexico looking for, you know, technically the beef on the offense to compete on uh, with the level with uh, Canada or, or a U.S. Oh, absolutely. When, when you're recruiting from a large pool and you, you know, you have an idea of who your opponents are, you know, you, you have to, you know, picking the team is, is probably, that's the top priority. That's the top thing that you got to worry about. You have to get the right personnel that puts you in the best position to win games against, you know, an international field of opponents. And um, so, uh, yeah, I, I think this is very a very interesting situation. Um, uh, with these games, the field is larger than it's been in the past. Uh, the past three times there have been six teams, and now there are eight. Uh, as you mentioned, Germany is coming back, and Germany has a very long history of having women's football, so it'll be very interesting to see, you know, where they match up, you know, in this, in this whole thing. So while Mexico definitely is looking ahead to Canada and the United States, they definitely have to turn their head and, and, and uh, look to the left and right of them for these other opponents that they have yet to, that haven't seen yet. And we know Finland's top-notch uh, Euro champion as well. Uh, we have the Great Britain team that's improved a lot. And Sweden coming back as well is going to be obviously improved. So there's like top – there's really four. On the Euro side, it, definitely Finland and Sweden are no different than, than U.S. And, and Canada. So it's going to be a struggle on both ends, you know, to see how uh, Great Britain does, how Australia does again this year, and, of, of course, how Mexico is going to fare, and, and like you said, with the larger tournament field at this point. So – Looking forward to the 2022 IFAB Women's World Championships in Finland. So it's going to be exciting to see that. Um, Mark, uh, let's go to the hub, figure out the things in the hub, uh, because if you're not at the hub, Bub, I don't know where you're at, but let's go to the hub, and then we're going to dive into 
this huge uh, championship in uh, Australia. We'll kind of break down LNFA Femenina as well. But uh, um, I just talked to Amber uh, Marcucci here. Uh, Mark, totally excited to be part of this uh, Nevada storm for the WFA. So uh, I think the addition there is going to be very beneficial for Coach Barrett and Coach Garza. So uh, it can only improve Nevada. Um, Yeah, you know, getting a player with skills um, is always going to help another another team. I don't know. I don't know how much she brings. I'm not very familiar with her uh, exploits uh, as as a wide receiver. Um, I, I do know that Reno is a team that probably doesn't throw as much, um, and so maybe that can change if if they can give another dimension to their game uh, with some more passing. Um, that would I think will definitely be a, a benefit to. Uh, uh, the Storms game, and um, so hopefully Marcucci can be part of that um, expansion of the Nevada Storms sort of arsenal of um, weapons. Yeah, I think she's going to be very beneficial, especially on offense, so hopefully that's the case. Um, the news out here today, I, coming out before I got here, was Thelma Banks, was nominated for the 21st annual Today's Women Most Admired Woman Award in a fitness category on todayswomennow.com. So you guys can go vote as between now and the 31st. Uh, voting is available to anyone with an email address, but only one vote per email address. So if you guys are listening to us, this should be a no-brainer, right, Mark? <laughs> I believe we have, oh, yeah. I don't know, 9,000 followers at the Hub. So if every every uh, all nine thousand just email use their email once, I think we get this girl over the top and get the award for her. So uh, if you guys are listening to us, be a no brainer. Uh, I don't know how many followers on the WFA page, Women's Football Alliance page, like what ten k, or even more than that, twenty k. I think so. Uh, I think there's almost thirty thousand now. Yeah. Yeah. So this is thirty k. So uh, everybody that follows the WFA Facebook page, just vote including our crowd um i think we got it we get we get we get her the award don't you think oh yeah i mean if 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 all those people turn out i mean hey listen she's already one of the most admired women in women's tackle football right so it's not it's it's not hard to be like oh do i want to you know vote yeah you do you want to vote for thelma banks all right, get to the this hub. Is a, this is a no-brainer. Find the this post. Is like what you call the a link no-brainer, right Mark. <laughs> yep. Just do it. Okay, go to the hub and go to the link, and it's really easy to do. It's uh, www.todayswomennow.com, and if you don't know where it is, just go to the hub and click it on there, and that's it. So between now and the 1st, uh, we need 30K, you know, 30,000 between now and the 1st, uh, 31st, I meant. And we should be able to give uh, the talented Thelma Banks, uh, owners, the champion of D3 champion Derby City Dynamites, the most admired woman in the fitness category at todayswomennow.com. So go check it out, okay? Let's get her over the top, and let's get her the award. She deserves it. Pretty easy to do. Get to the hub, Bob. Get to the hub, Bob. Um, if you're at the hub, you got to get the uh, you got the excitement that happened in Mexico, DLFL with the team Austin, Michelle Angel, Chris Daniels, all that company. Uh, you also have the breaking news of the 2022 X League 
schedule that just came out as well. And the other news is uh, Adrian Smith, uh, Mark, announced uh, a couple hours ago she's got Team Milk posters and GI uh, Grey Iron Queendom and Blitz Champs apparel launching. So check out her stuff right there, and uh, pretty cool. And I, I think her Team Milk uh, poster is awesome. Uh, that's one of, the, one of those I'm going to order. So I think she looks bad yeah, right that, there in that. Yeah, we, we think alike here. I think that's like uh, I think that's pretty hot. Yeah, it's pretty awesome. I mean, uh, she just it just it, she killed it. I think she killed it. Um, so now you got uh, some uh, cups, mugs, and a couple T-shirts and a fanny pack. So you can check it out right there at GI Quindom and you, at the GI Quindom store, and then the links right there as well. So shout out to Adrian for shaking it up and, and doing her thing as always, and just a, a great, awesome individual, and at the same time, uh, entrepreneur. So shout out to her. No doubt. Yeah, All definitely. Right. Uh, go, Adrian. Yeah, Adrian's, uh, Adrian's bad. She's bad, badass, and she's doing great things. So um, the other thing we had is a uh, new, new league in Germany or in Belgium. So we'll, we'll keep tabs on that and see if they're going to do a full-scale season or not. But it's a new women's team in Belgium, so we'll see how many teams can mature there like we did with the QFL, which is going to rebrand at some point uh, from the Netherlands as well. And then you also have the Texas Valley Sports, which we'll be talking about here. Uh, March 12th will be the first round of the TVS, and it's going to be Coastal Bend versus River City Warriors, and we'll, we'll talk about it in a bit. But the biggest game that happened this weekend, Mark, of course, West Bowl 5. What an exciting matchup. The anticipation was there, and all of a sudden, I think, I, I really think, the Warriors got – I mean, the Wolverines got burned out the last two weeks of the season. I think that's what it was. Uh, yeah, you know, maybe maybe that's it. Um, I, you know, I was expecting uh, a bit more of a fight, but as it, as it was, uh, the Rockingham Vipers just simply physically dominated the game and just, you know, ran away with it. It was 38 to nothing. A shutout, um, you know, the Wolverines, I, I don't even think they got a first down. That's how dominant uh, the Vipers were on defense. And um, so, yeah, the maybe their mark, last battle the with first Perth series, took it out of them. The first play was really the blow. Like, I was, like, shocked. The first series, first play, PD. I'm like, what? No. And, yeah. yes, it was. Yes, uh, yeah, I mean, that was, that was an impressive run uh, by uh, the quarterback. Um, uh, it just, quarterback Gray, you know, ran, Captain Gray, yeah. Yep, just ran inside the tackle uh, to the left and just jumped out. Uh, you know, I, I think it really caught the, the Wolverines' defense off guard. Um, the, the Vipers' O-line just, just manhandled, made this big hole, and um, quarterback just ran through it, and she was already past the, the, the linebacker. I don't think, even think the linebacker saw that she had the ball. Like, it, it, was, <laughs> it was just a devastating play. And she took it to the house, and, I mean, that was all she wrote. Uh, the rest of the game was more really, of the same. It was really that, like they're exactly to your point. It was just more of the same. Uh, then you had Adelaide Paula, you know, 
with the running game, you had Aka. Aka with the running game, 22 and number four, yep. just literally just on the ground. And as they say normally, right, Mark? If you can't if you can't stop it, then why change it? And and the Vipers did not change it. They kept it on the ground. They kept right. it on the ground. Can't stop yeah. it until uh, you can yeah. stop it. Absolutely. I mean, to your point, uh, the the Vipers. You know, I don't know if they ran four different plays, like um, from the line of scrimmage. Um, you know, they just rushed inside the tackles to the left or to the right. Uh, they hardly ever passed the ball. If it was, it was on a two-point conversion. They didn't really try and um, go to the outside and get around the edge. That wasn't their game. And, you know, whenever they did try doing that, it, it didn't really go anywhere. You know, West Coast did a good job of, of stopping them when they moved laterally. But when they ran in between the tackles and up the gut, they, you know, they just couldn't be stopped. The, the offensive line was just pushing the uh, – uh, the Wolverine just out of the way. It was it was it was total physical domination, um, and the running backs and the quarterback were just getting big chunk yardage running downhill. They just couldn't be stopped. So they didn't really need to to run any sort of elaborate plays or any deceptive schemes um, uh, or try and do anything unexpected. They just they just put it out there. It's like, it, can you stop this? If you can't stop this, we're just going to keep doing it. And that's what they did. I mean, it was a dominant performance, 22-0 to at the half. Um, I think, you know, for the Wolverines, it was really a key play. You know, shout-out to Amy Dagnia out there. Uh, shout-out to uh, John Porter uh, and then uh, Jana Gordon and then um, the, rest of the, the rest of the crowd. But Amy, uh, Amy Dagnia, man, she, she played a hell of a game on, for them on defense, uh, on offense. She even at one point played quarterback. Um, just a just you know, shout-out to her for – trying to make something happen for her team because uh, it was just, it was getting out of hand quickly. Yeah. Uh, yeah. She was definitely a standout player for the Wolverines. I also thought number 29 Carney had a uh, pretty good, you know, uh, game on, on kickoff returns. Um, she seemed to be like one of the only players who wasn't afraid to run downhill and run into run into players and, and, and get those yards. Um, so, um, yeah, good job to, uh, to those two players. Um, they definitely, um, uh, had, you know, were, were playing hard during the game. And, um, yeah, for the Vipers, uh, 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 you know, definitely Acker and Fala had, had great games. Um, Fala also playing defense too. Um, she was great. I think all around, like one of the more, you know, one of the most valuable players of the game, um, uh, playing running back and linebacker, getting a lot of tackles. Um, so yeah, so she was great. Uh, definitely a, a great effort on the part of these individual players. Now the, uh, the only, uh, the only negative Mark, if we have to be negative on the Vipers, some false starts in the fourth quarter, but you know, they didn't matter at that point. They were up like 30 to zero. So it's, it wasn't like a detrimental thing. Yeah. I mean, it, it was pretty much over. And so, you know, I think it's pretty forgivable. I think for most of the game, they kept their penalties under control. At least they didn't um, sort of interrupt their, their flow when they were on offense. Um, unfortunately for the, the, uh, the Wolverines, you know, they had a couple of, of penalties that, you know, losing the yardage is bad, but 
get any rhythm at all on offense and um, getting, you know, like that, like penalties was, was part of that problem. Um, it's hard enough to have the uh, Vipers defense really being disruptive and getting into the backfield and making, uh, you know, making contact and tackles behind the line of scrimmage. But when you're also getting penalties, especially after you've gotten like a, a decent chunk of yards, and this happened a couple of times, um, they, it, they, they just couldn't find any rhythm and they couldn't get anything going at all. I know that one play you're talking about is like a punt return, right? The kickoff return, great yardage, yep. right? And then you got, they get two penalties in a row. And I'm like, what, what are they doing here? They're almost at midfield or more. They got an opportunity, but offensively, uh, the Wolverines were anemic. I hate to say it, but it's really what it was. They were anemic. At, but shout out to the to the uh, Wolverine defense. Uh, like you said, some of the key players on defense did really want to stand out. Uh, but the, the Wolverines defense, it could have been worse, Mark. If they, they, the third and fourth quarter, I think they kind of stood out. Once they once they started that twenty-two to zero, they knew that they had to try to hold it back. But overall, what a Vipers win, um, you know, for them. And let's just be clear, the announcers were incorrect, okay? The announcers were incorrect. This is not, their, this is not a dynasty. That's what they claimed. This is not a three-peat. That's what they claimed. It was not a three-peat. And right off the bat in the comments, everybody was shocked that they were kind of hyping this up as the Vipers' three-peat. Um, the correction is this was the Vipers' third West Bowl appearance consecutively. So there was a third consecutive West Bowl appearance. Uh, and they've won one, uh, two out of the two out of the three. So they lost in uh, in 2019 to Perth, 26 to eight. So we correct the announcers that way. And then they've obviously won last year, 16 to 14. Yeah, I think that's an important clarification to make for anybody who um, might have seen some some of the posts or was you know heard the broadcast and maybe wasn't paying attention to the comments or whatever. Um, but I mean, that being said, uh, making three West Bowl appearances in a row, you know, is definitely a notable accomplishment, uh, back-to-back wins, definitely a notable accomplishment. And quite frankly, uh, the manner in which they won this game, uh, will tell you, I think will tell you a lot about their chances of, um, returning to the West Bowl next year. I think they're probably pretty good unless there's a huge shakeup with the personnel. Um, uh, they're looking very, very strong, like a very strong team. They're looking like a dynasty team. What can I tell you? Yeah, I mean, uh, I, the, I think I agree with you because this is this is starting to be kind of a stout. And if they if they get the returning vets and everybody in general, as as the uh, in the uh, during the broadcast, as uh, some of the announcers were saying, uh, a lot of the a lot of the Viper roster is really made up of rugby and nrl players so you know those those girls are tough and now you put armor on them that's probably why there's a difference there. <laughs> yeah i mean definitely you know and um and they're they are playing nines but physical the different physical sizes and attributes of the different players you know they just they just seem to have everything that they need um, and in, in watching them perform their jobs on the field, it seems like everybody's very well uh, versed in the, in the fundamentals. And really, what, this is what this game, this is what won this game. 
the, yep. the Vipers have, ma- have mastered the, the fundamentals, uh, executing them in a game situation and just simply doing their jobs. Um, it, was a, it was a symbiotic relationship. You know, it all started with the line, whether they were on offense or on defense. The, the line just did their job, and then that allowed everybody else to do their job well, too. Um, that, I mean, that, that's the makings of, of a, you know, a team that can keep winning. So, um, uh, very well, a uh, very well done job by the Vipers. Congratulations to them. Uh, keep up the good work. Um, and hopefully we'll see you next year and, and, um, see, see what's next for, for the Vipers. So you guys can watch the whole game right there at the hub, uh, courtesy of, of FRS Sport, uh, you know, with the partner of CD Dodd, but via Gridiron West right there on the link. So check it out. Go, uh, go watch it, even though it's a 38-0, to zero, you know, result. Uh, but, you know, if you want to watch uh, some Rockingham Vipers, you know, execution, as Mark points out, fundamentals, it was really well done. Uh, uh, shout out to uh, Ed Elfala. Uh, Aka and uh, Kathy Gray on some of the amazing performances in terms of offense as well. So uh, check it out right there. Uh, West Bowl won in the history of West Bowl in the uh, in the women's side. Mark, uh, there's uh, there hasn't been a competitive match uh, in the tournament or in the final. Uh, the only competitive match that was down to the wire was last year's West Bowl four. Every other West Bowl one was twenty to zero. The second was twenty to six, and then uh, the third was twenty six to eight. So, the winners of the West Bowl, you can tell, uh, those are the most fundamentally offensive uh, units that come to play, as you can tell by the scoring. So, it, it's tough to arrive at the West Bowl and expect nothing less than to get blown out. So, if you're if you're West Coast, or if you're any any other team that reaches the West Bowl, just be on the on the uh, heads up that when you get to that, uh, the best team that was number one more likely has enough firepower. So it's, it's just a matter of how can you control that or curl that, right? So uh, just, just a perspective in terms of the so far in the history of the West Bowl. Yeah, that's interesting. I mean, um, you know, the history, as you, as you say, is it's, it's only been five games. We would uh, we kind of would expect that you know, early in the history of, of a league that the championship games may not be as competitive. Um, you know, we expect that, you know, we, I think that's something that we could expect, but I think another thing that we can expect is that as the years go by, the uh, championship games will become more competitive, especially I think with this, you know, with this number of teams, when you're about, you know, eight teams, that eventually uh, parity will build build up. You know, for at least the, you know the West Coast, the West Coast uh, clashes the last two weeks of the season could have been a factor why the Wolverines did not play a better matchup here. But given the fact that they were close games, so it could it could be the fact that it could be the fact that. Um, the games themselves, you know, on the defensive side of the ball, they were just not as competitive. But, you know, West Coast upset Perth Broncos. Perth 
maybe could have been a better matchup for the Vipers. We will never know. But at the same time, they earned the right to be here, and unfortunately their showing wasn't as great as their last two weeks of the finals of the season. Yes, uh, but regardless, like the the Wolverines can take away a lot of, you know, they've taken a a lot of benefit from, uh, you know, from this season, you know, Uh, I, I said, I heard uh, in the after, in the post game uh, presentation, the uh, Wolverines coach basically saying at the beginning of the season, their goal was to play a full season, right? And so when that's where you're starting from and you end up in the final, um, you've done a lot of things right, all right? So, um, you know, maybe the score was, you know, uh, not very good in that final game. But, hey, you know, they made it to the final. That's a big, that's a big thing. They got over on the Perth Broncos who them earlier in the season. That's a that's a pretty big deal. Those are two things that you can really um, take with you into the next season and uh, have it, you know, give you the inspiration to keep going because this team can get better, right? Uh, they can they can achieve their objectives if they put their mind to it and if they put the work in. Yeah, I agree with that. I, I just think like my point is just that maybe that was a factor. You know what I mean? They deserve to be here. It's just a matter of, like, whether they got burned out the last two weeks, you know, personnel-wise and recovery-wise, and that could have been a factor. And then, obviously, the Vipers, the better team. So, uh, uh, shout-out and exciting. Uh, You go to the uh, IG page on our Gridiron Beauties, and you can see uh, Adelaide Fala there on the gallery as well. So, shout-out to the Vipers uh, West Bowl 5 champions in Gridiron West. All right. Uh, Mark, uh, talk about uh, the development at the hub as well, uh, the Central Canada Women's Football League, which we talked to uh, Sony Rode, uh, Rode, I think, uh, back last year. Uh, They were going to start, and then obviously because of COVID and everything else. So so now the the CCWFL will be launching in 2022. So there's a nice article there uh, from uh, CFL.ca. So we're going to have three leagues in Canada, the Maritime, the WWCFL, and now we're going to have the uh, the Central Canada Women's Football League right there in Ontario. So it's pretty awesome. Yeah, I think that's really great news. Um, I I definitely feel like you know there there are teams in in, in those areas that um, you know this is of a, a great benefit to them. It, it it links the different provinces of the of the country together um, from coast to coast. This opens up a lot of possibilities in the future. Of course, they have to get the league up off the ground, and they have to be successful at doing it. But now, you know, now you've got you've got a Western League, you've got the Maritime League, and you've got a league in the Central. That just opens up a lot of possibilities for um, women's football in Canada. Um, they can go in many, many different directions, and um, you know, I think. This is just really fantastic news. I think it's going to be great for, um, you know, international competitions because now you have pretty much three leagues that the coaches can pick from instead of one league previously before that. So, but I think it's going to be an exciting, we'll be following the season. We'll figure out, uh, we'll try to get Sonia in here one more time, uh, you know, to see how it all turned out. 
but it's going to be should be awesome. Bring in uh, Mark, the badass co-host and B two fighting series champion of in Georgia, the match won by the salty one. Now, Mac, I have a problem with your marketing team. Your marketing team. My stinks. marketing team. Yes, your Why? marketing team. Your you need to fire right team. away. Whatever you're paying them, Snickers, it's over. You need to pay them, like, something quick or something, okay? All I'm saying is, why are you not going by the salty one? You've got to be going by the salty one. Mackenzie, the salty what? one, Brooke, because that is cool marketing. Because anybody that's facing you, they're like, the salty one. Yeah, because once you get that result that you just got, they're going to be salty. And so, like, what? <laughs> I love that from you, Oscar. Now, look, you know, Mac truck just seems to fit, but the salty one is definitely my second alias. That is a thing. Um, <laughs> that's great. You need to fire. You need to fire your marketing team. <laughs> that's gold. Uh, if they're on the payroll right uh, now, uh, Mac, if they're on the payroll right now, you need to figure out how they go from uh, Snickers to Peanuts because that's where you're at right now with the marketing. You need to figure it out. <laughs> I'll tell you this though, B2 has done such a wonderful job with how they run things and how they operate. Like B2 Fighting Series is one of the best promotions for MMA out there. Whether you're, uh, you know, a low-level amateur, an elite amateur, or a pro, they put on one of the best shows. And I had, I had a, a really good time fighting in Georgia. Um, I mean, I was the only one from the more northern states to come down to fight for that, you know, fight on that card. Um, and at this point, in, in a nutshell, for the most part, I'm I'm trying to be like a pioneer for the um, the amateur division of women's heavyweight MMA. Um, and it seems to be taking off a little bit faster than I had expected um, because. I don't, I don't know if you guys, you know, I don't know who's listening and who on here as far as co-hosts, you know, um, bought the pay-per-view and, you know, and watched the fight, but it was a good card. Um, and on our commentary, um, myself versus Skylar Witten, um, we, like, we were friends. Like, I mean, we still are friends um, up and, you know, we were still friends up until they finally matched us up and got, a, got us on the card. Like, her and I pretty much put this fight together um, and the matchmakers just made it official and put it, uh, you know, got us on that B two card. Well, I think Winnie's uh, fine. I mean, it's 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 a growth process, right? That's what you're trying to achieve, like you're saying here. It's it's a starting point, right? You got to get yourselves out there and get some talented women to, just like uh, no different than, you know, UFC does it with some of their talent. But uh, we're really really proud of you. Uh, I got messages at the hub, saying, "Is that your co-host?" You know, the the one on the radio, the one on the podcast, because nobody could believe that was you until I put it up there. Didn't I put it up there? I think I said, you know, Grand Blitz co-host. And then I was like, yeah. And then I said, I, all I had to respond with is, that's our badass co-host. Yes. Watch. Go get the pay-per-view. You know, so it's like the, people were shocked, Mac, that you were actually doing that. But now they're not. Now I think they're pretty clear on <laughs> that you can actually kick some butt, not just on the gridiron, but in that squared circle. Yeah, you know, I 
uh, I, I've just I've had such a, a great support team and you know a great I have a great coaching staff and teammates that have prepared me to get to this spot that I am now. I mean I'm I'm two and zero in you know D two fighting series. Um, I'm three and one in K one kickboxing. Um, hopefully with another another kickboxing fight coming up at the end of April. So uh, you know we're gonna see uh, taking about a week off you know, to snack a little bit and, you know, let my body heal up a little bit and then back in the gym because my goal is to drop a little bit more weight and kind of stay in that 250, 255 range rather than the 260, 265 um, end margin. So my goal is still be, a, you know, still be a heavyweight, be a little bit lighter. I like how I look at 255, 250. I like how I move. Um, but I definitely like the power I have at the 260-65 range. If I can get, if I can keep the power and drop the drop a little bit more weight, I'm golden. Yeah, for sure. I mean, uh, you look you looked great. So, I mean, that was awesome. I mean, we we couldn't be more proud of you. I mean, it was just a great match, and here you are standing still and two and zero, oh, and and I, I don't think you I don't think she hit you that much in terms of your facial features. I don't think you're puffy enough there, are you? Did you sway from that? Um, she, she cracked me like three times and they were good ones. Really? Like they were, I mean, and it was also, yeah, like my face looks so much better today than it did Saturday night and Sunday night yep. and yesterday. Um, but I mean, it, it, it hurts more, it hurts worse than it looks right now. Um, but, and it was also just awkward being a, like being a lefty and fighting a lefty. It, it was yeah. two different worlds. Like, I'm used to being the one that people don't like to fight because they're an orthodox or right-handed fighter. Now, me being a lefty and her being a lefty, definitely the world's most awkward thing. It was very annoying because everything I was throwing, she was seeing. Everything, everything she was seeing, everything she was throwing, I was seeing because we're, we both stand the same way. Very interesting. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it was, very um, interesting. Yeah, for the most part, it was still, you know, still pretty good. Still, like, I you know, I give her so much credit. Like, she, that was her first MMA fight ever. Um, like, she'd been, tra- you know, she kind of has the same storyline as me, you know, has been training in sports and martial arts for a long time, um, you know, and it's just, it's just harder to find heavyweight females. So I'm thinking this fight that we just had, now that it's, you know, going viral and it's out there and, like, you know, clips and pictures and the YouTube and, the, you know, the, the Instagram and the Facebook and everything and the, the social media atmosphere that we have today in this time continuum of 2022, March 1st, um, I think it's going to open up uh, heavier, heavier women's eyes to like, okay, like they, you know, they're built kind of like me and they're out here swinging and kicking and, you know, punching each other just like people in the smaller classes. So that's kind of what our ultimate goal was. And Skylar and I actually had a chance to talk after the, like after the fight, like my coaching staff, like me and my coach, and then her and her two coaches um, talked afterwards. Uh, you know, we got our we got a selfie, you know, got a picture together. Um, we kind of just talked about, you know, what the future for the heavyweight women's division looks like, and I kind of feel like it's going to start opening up here soon. Obviously, very proud of you. You know, kind of a pioneer in in that sense as well. So, awesome job, Mac. Awesome job. But uh, you know, like I said, work on the marketing. Maybe get that marketing. You know get that salty the salty one i think you're going into that mode now especially if you're going three and oh or four and oh or five and oh or 50 and oh 
You know what I mean? You're, 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 you're going to be that marketing marketing part of it. That's all I'm saying. That's my point I'm adding to it. Um, Mac, unfortunately, the Wolverines did not fare well in West Bowl 5. So uh, the Vipers did. So, But unfortunately, like Mark says, they did arrive there. So hats off to them. They should return next year with a little bit stronger urgency to maybe, uh, you know, get back to it as well. So uh, shout out to uh, the Vipers and the Wolverines for a great performance in uh, West Bowl 5. So let's go to, before we get out of here, let's go to LNFA Feminina uh, in Spain. So, Mark, uh, it's pretty much set at this point. I think it's going to be La Rosa Black Demons. You got the, the Barbera rookies pretty much in week four of this uh, tournament. Uh, so those are the two, the two top dogs um, in the series, B series, the LF, LFFA series. So those two basically are playoff bound, right, Mark? Yeah, it, it looks like that. Um, they both have three wins, uh, the most in um, uh, in the entire league. So uh, they're both on track to um, kind of be the favorites going in the playoffs. Do we know what the bracket is? Is the playoffs going to be four teams, or is it just going to be the 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 top two, uh, uh, the top team from each group here? I think it's going to be a, a four, from my understanding. So it'll be the two groups uh, meeting up, and then then the final two will meet up from the the two groups. Yeah. So uh, that's my understanding so, at this point. So yeah, I mean it. It looks like um, um, the Black Demons and, and the rookies who met last week uh, with the rookies prevailing. Uh, I'm sorry, two weeks ago. Um, uh, but those are your two uh, top teams right now, and. Um, these two teams are actually going to face each other again uh, in a couple of weeks. So yep. that'll be very interesting uh, heading into the playoffs to have them, you know, one of them's going to hang a, you know, a loss on the other one. And that, you know, maybe that will have some impact in the uh, playoff seating. Um, so that'll be very interesting. And Mac, uh, in terms of the demons against the Osas, it was a 71-33 campaign, the most uh, – these are the two rivals in Madrid, and this was the biggest game so far in the league history, 100 points between both teams. So uh, it was an impressive victory by Black Demons, uh, 71-33 to take down the Osas. So the Osas have been playing really good up to this point, but you know the, the, the Black Demons obviously on another level. Yeah, I um... – I caught some of those, some of the highlights from, uh, from you know those those uh, games this weekend since I was, uh, you know, fighting. 150 points in the history. I just I was very kind of mind blown. I'm not even gonna lie. I was like, wait a minute, that's a 70. And they had I was I was like, what? Um, and it just as good as to show you kind of like we talked about last week. Like, it's all about what kind you know what kind of consistency you're going to get from week to week. Um, and then obviously the score, you know, the score says itself. So there's not really room for excuses or error. Like it was yeah. kind of a shellacking. And it turned out to, they were up 32-26 at the half. Uh, shout out to Olga Sotillo, who added six touchdowns. Maria Del Mar Hernandez, three touchdowns. Elvira Nunez, two touchdowns. Uh, and then another five touchdowns scored by the Demons on the other play. So uh, just a, overall, 
an impressive offensive output by the Demons. Um, Mark, the rookies, meanwhile, they beat Barcelona 40 to 12, so they lead the Levante group undefeated 3-0. and So at this point, I mean, it looks like that's going to be the matchup as you're talking about. Yeah, that's what it's looking like. Um, uh, yeah, the, the rookies, again, um, you know, not putting up flashy numbers, but definitely a solid victory over um, the Buffaloes who – you know, aren't a bad team. The Buffaloes, uh, the the Barcelona Buffaloes are are now two and two, um, and in between the rookies and the Buffaloes are are the Valencia Firebats. We have yet, you know, because of like some cancellations and things like that. Um, you know, we don't know how that you know the Firebats are are going to end up. But right now they're um, just behind the rookies in the East group, so. So they're still, you know, they're definitely in that playoff picture um, at, at this point, and whether or not they can mount any sort of serious threat against the rookies remains to be seen. But yeah, the, the rookies are definitely sitting sitting on top after a 40-12 win against the Buffaloes, and uh, Elena Leva of the rookies scored five touchdowns this past week. So. You know, we've got uh, Sotillo of the Osas with six touchdowns, uh, Lieva with five touchdowns. This is like some, <laughs> this is like some crazy Whitney Zealy type performances here. Yeah, it's just firepower, and uh, obviously it's uh, more of a, you know, a less game than 11th. So when we talk about this, uh, everybody that's listening, it's not 11th, so it's actually like 999. More of a format in that sense, so that's why it's the high scores are obviously you know higher. Um, Mac, we talked about the winless two teams. Uh, shout out to the Granada Valkyries for getting the win between the two winless teams, the uh, uh, the truckers of Calzada against the Granada victory. So shout out to the uh, girls in Granada for uh, taking the win. I told you they were going to win. I did it. Look, this is three weeks in a row. I done called damn near every. Score prediction and deficit and who was winning, um, with the exception of the rookies. That one, that one, that I went total wise. I think I went five for six the past three weeks. Um, the Valkyries, though, did they did they got it done? They got it done, and I know you weren't too high on them, Oscar, because we had you know we had talked about this last week, but. Valkyries got it done, and they, they did it in, in good fashion. It, for me, it was the consistency on their defense the entire game. Like, it was pressure, pressure, pressure. And it just it's like they hit the gas and didn't let up. Well, they halted the truckers. So, 20-2, to two, uh, only gave up a safety. So, that's really good performance by Granada. So, shout-out to uh, Lizbeth Baez, who had two touchdowns. Uh, Nara Martin, who scored three touchdowns. And uh, – Carla Blanca added a two-point conversion. So, uh, shout out to them. So, really, really impressive. We knew one of them was going to win, right? That's what we said on the battle of winless teams here. So, one of them had to come I- into play. Yeah, yeah, yeah there's the, the, the battle of winless teams for sure. I think the Valkyries probably had um, – they had a little bit extra fire because this was their first franchise win ever. And, it, you know, they're a new organization. Um you know, they hadn't won a game yet, and this was their chance. So I think they had a little bit of extra motivation there. 
Uh, but I do want to say congratulations to the Grenada Valkyries on their first franchise win. Yeah, a really good job by them. Awesome job. Uh, to, if you guys are following Texas Valley Sports, uh, we'll get the rundown in terms of the playoff picture by Texas Valley Sports. So right now, as it stands right now, Coastal Bend will be taking on River City, and then Brownsville will be taking on Kingsville. So the matchup's really, really crucial. Brownsville and Kingsville, week six, 32 to 14, sort of a revenge game for Kingsville here. And then also Coastal, 40 to 20 in week seven versus River City. So looking to see how they'll contain Coastal. So that's the matchups in terms of the playoffs for Texas Valley Sports 2022. So we'll keep tabs on that. We'll get the updates as well. Uh, Mac, I don't know. Uh, pretty awesome weekend. You, badass, out in Georgia. Uh, pretty awesome weekend in Spain. A great weekend and championship in Australia. So it just keeps getting better and better. And looking forward to WFA, WNFC coming up here in uh, 60 days or so. Yeah, 60 days till kickoff for uh, women's professional ball here in the state. Um, pretty jam-packed weekend for here us here at the Gridiron uh, Beauty Blitz podcast and hub crew. Man, lots of ugh, just lots of stuff across the board. You know, the five bowl, W bowl, Gridiron West, Queensland, the whole nine. Like it's just, but you know, if you're not at the hub, y'all not obviously gonna know that. Like, I mean, but here we are again, repeating ourselves like normal. I mean, if if you know, you know. That's all I'm going to say. I mean, if you're at the Hub before you get here on Tuesday, you pretty much understand what we're going to be talking about. So go to the Hub, get informed. The best network on the planet exists at the Hub, so go there now. Uh, Mac, if anybody wants to listen to you, uh, we have replays. So if anybody doesn't know, we have replays. Uh, you can listen to Mac 24-7. I think it's over like 200 episodes now that you're on. So you can listen to almost 200 episodes of Mac on a reel. Even if you fall asleep, it's not a big deal. So go ahead and listen to Mac on Apple, Spotify, <laughs> and iHeart. You know what I mean? It's just, just just do it, right? Yeah, I mean, you, you took the words out of my mouth. What do, you, what do you think, Mark? Oh, yeah. I mean, get to the hub, Bob, and uh, get get caught up on your news. Then – go replay some of the podcasts um, so you can get your full dose of the salty one, Mac truck, Mac. Yeah. And, and you, you know, she's salty in some of those podcasts, so you, it's entertaining. So check it out, check it out, subscribe, iHeart, Spotify, and Apple. Uh, Mac, always entertaining, a lot more entertaining when you're kicking ass and, and getting that big win. So we were, we were literally rooting for you. My wife says, isn't that the the girl on the podcast? And I said, which girl? Isn't that Mac? And I said, yeah. And she goes, she looks scary on that photo <laughs> that you had out there with the B2. <laughs> <laughs> I love that. No, I get, I've gotten all kinds of comparisons from this weekend. Somebody told me I look like the Predator's child. Somebody told me I look like Baby <laughs> Hulk. But I like, yep. There was a lot of fun ones. Um Someone called me Cousin It with hair. It was pretty good. And most of it was just, like, out of pure fun, like, no malice or anything. Like, it's just – it's it's really nice to, to just, you know, be able to share my experiences with people and, you know, hopefully be some kind of an inspiration if that's what you, you know, see me as. If not, 
I can be a friend. I can be a salty. I can be a bodyguard. Sometimes I can be a giant teddy bear. It just, it really depends. It's just, it's real, so real. And if, uh, if to all the cheese heads out there, now you know she's the real deal. <laughs> yeah. Freaking cheese balls. Uh, keep yourself up there in northern Wisconsin. <laughs> oh, Mac, I think your dad would be so proud. Your dad would have been so proud of you with what you've done so far. So I think that's just the end result right there. Yeah, you know, and the crazy part is, is I was, I was actually, I talked to my brother yesterday, um, and I kind of told him I was like, I know, I, I felt like I, he was there. Like everybody that wasn't there at, that wasn't physically there at the fight, whether they're you know past or still living, I felt all of their energy. So, and that that attributed a lot to how I was fighting and what like my my thought processes for the most part. So. Um, like I said, I, I give hats off to Skylar. She's a she's a great opponent, even you know greater person in general outside of the octagon. Very nice, very humble. Um, and like I said, I was telling people before, like I'm used to being the younger one out of the two sides, but this time I was the older one out of the two sides. She's 21 and I just turned 30, um, so a little bit. She's got a little bit more youth on her side, moves a little bit better in my opinion. Um, but, you know, I was still able to get the job done, but nothing, you know, I don't take anything away from her. She went, she went and took a heavyweight female, you know, built just like her. I'm an inch and a half taller. I also had 35 pounds on her. Like she took a bigger chick, an older chick to three rounds. No, she was awesome. It was impressive. If you guys get a chance to replay it there, uh, Max everywhere, pretty much on social media as well. But uh, great job, Mac. Really appreciate it. We're all proud of you and looking forward to the next fight and next competition for you. And uh, obviously looking forward to the on-field play with the Nebraska Valkyries as well with the WFA. So uh, what a weekend, guys. I don't know. It's just pretty awesome. Uh, you know, Australia, uh, Spain. We talked to uh, Coach Giovanni of the uh, national team, Mexican national team. We talked to Ambria uh, Marcucci, who's coming in to play for Nevada. So uh, what a great pack, two hours. And like I said, if you guys uh, love our content, Make sure you subscribe and share our stuff. You can listen to Mac, listen to uh, Mark, myself, Nate, uh, the Hall of Famer, Holly Custis as well, uh, So and then Terry Lister as well. So very informative. So check it out. Don't forget to subscribe, download our podcast on Apple, iHeart, and Spotify. All right, I think that's pretty much it. Let's head on out. Uh, 4.15 here in the house next week. So looking forward to the uh, final uh, matchup playoffs for uh, TVS in Texas. And then looking forward to the playoff picture that's going to unfold in Spain. So, and then obviously uh, combine and other NFL news. So, Mac, thanks for coming in. Really appreciate it. Uh, Mark, as always, appreciate it again. And uh, looking forward to next week. I think it's going to be pretty awesome as we talk NFL and more stuff from the hub. All right, Oscar. Good night. Good night, Mac. Mark, see ya, Oscar. Stay salty. I'm telling you, marketing, change your marketing. Salty, the salty one, Brooks. Just (laughs) do it. I'll I'll consider it. How about that? I I will think about it. Awesome. Awesome. Let's head on out. Uh, Don't forget to go to Monkey Knife Fight as well. Use the code NGF. Is the fastest growing daily fantasy sports site in America. You get fun, easy to play contests with cash prizes featuring your favorite players. Monkey Knife Fight, daily fantasy sports for the rest of us. Sign up now and get an instant match on your first deposit up to $50.